dangerous freedom of a peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 82 of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. I am your very hairy and hard to carry Sasquatch. Well done. I see the smile. You're very proud of that. I am. <laughs> Just off the cuff. You got to do what you got to do. And I'm here with the lovely Russian comrade. That is I. That is him. We are recording in the evening time, like early <clears> evening <throat> on a Thursday. Because we had some dumb, stupid crap happen last night with technology. We're over it. But we're here. Live and in living color. We have much to get to. Yeah, I'm just going to say, you know who didn't have to worry about technological issues? Soviet Russia. Just saying. I thought you were going to say Epstein. Him either. (laughs) Well, speaking of Russia, let's go to that dirty street corner that is called Comrades. Welcome to the beautiful and painted Comrades corner. We have a lot of stuff today, so we're just going to get right into it. There was a woman. She jumped into a bear enclosure at a zoo. I thought after Harambe we were done with this, but apparently not. Just two weeks ago, another woman had jumped into a lion enclosure. So far, I'm seeing a trend here. Women, you know, never mind. Back to the polar bear dumbass. She jumped into an enclosure and appears to be to immediately regret the idea. I'm just going to throw this out there. In years past, this would have been an example of natural selection. A lack of forethought in this particular genetic line could have been avoided, but alas, it's 2019 and every life matters or something like that. The good news, though, the woman was bit multiple times. On the arms, the legs, and the back, before the zoo staff were able to hoist her out of the pen with a life preserver. Did it get her titties? Did not. Did not. Good. Honestly, though, the real good news here is that the zoo explained they have no intention of building a higher wall. Stating that if people want to jump in, they will always find a way. Of course, on the other side of that, if the wall was higher, it would be harder to save the idiots. And back to natural selection. You know, never mind. Also, the bears are safe, and none were disciplined for doing what they were put on this earth to do. Cull the stupid herd. Sadly, we as a species have burdened this wildlife effort, and that's how we get to Planet of the Apes, people. Or something. Next up, we have meth. Yes. As all of us know by now, the drug war is garbage plan that ends up locking up a majority of the prison system for doing things that, in all actuality, are pretty inconsequential. But anti-drug slogans are a very effective way to enslave the minds of the youth. Well, a pretty great one has come up recently, and it is literally the best thing I have heard in my life. South Dakota came up with this gem. 
Meth. We're on it. Okay. It's obviously, it's obvious that they meant they were on the case. They're going to get rid of it. Semantics at work, people. Well, they took a little heat and already spent a lot of money on the promotion. Sadly, now everyone thinks the cops are on meth. Or on a serious note, no one, not one person, not a soul in the room stood up and said, Hey, guys, this might come across the wrong way. Or maybe someone in the room understood the ramifications, but also understood the ridiculousness that is the war, the drug war, and in general, just decided to let them run with it. If that's the case, that would be the most Ron Swanson thing ever. Give me all of the bacon and eggs that you have. Exactly. Honestly, though, we're, take, we're talking government. So what probably happened is the boss walked in and said, hey, we're doing this, and walked out. All the underlings were like, per my union contract, correcting him is not my job description. And the day went on. We can laugh about this all day long, but it's wasted taxpayer money. And they're going to just spend it all over again to undo this mess. Either way, government is useless, and they literally set everything on fire they touch. Literally everything. Last on the docket, I have a story about a wonderful Impossible Burger we're all supposed to love. We talked about this on last week, and of co- on the show last week, and of course there's more this week. Not revisiting anything said in episode 81, titled Blow My Whistle, which can be found at orphansoftheamericandream.com, I'll pick up where we left off. We're not eating it. That's fine. But now even vegans won't eat it. Their precious veggie burger, literally made for them, isn't good enough. A new lawsuit has been filed, suggesting that there is no way that the veggie patties can remain meatless with all of the possible contamination that's been not being monitored. At some point in the process, the lawsuit claims, the patty is contaminated with meat or meat products, rendering it inedible from the standpoint of many vegans. Okay. And I say this with the utmost sincerity to every vegan complaining about this. Key point, the ones complaining about this. Stop ruining everything. Multi-billion dollar industries just spent an incredible amount of time and money to appease you. Yeah, you. The portion of the population that literally don't care about you. The people that do everything in their power to make meat addictive. And you don't eat meat, so why do they care about you? They don't. But they went out of their way to make you happy. Don't believe me? Look at their menu. One month ago today, there was two items on the entire menu you could eat. A garbage salad and french fries. How about you show a little gratitude to the billionaires that just decided to do you a salad so you could eat garbage food like the rest of us? Please, for the love of God, stop ruining everything. This would be funnier if it weren't the fact that every single person on the internet called this. We all knew you would bitch. You don't have it in you to be a happy human being, let alone let anybody else. Go eat your kale salad, stop complaining about everything, and just give it up already. The best possible outcome from all of this would be for all the fast food chains that have appeased you and bent over backwards to make you happy to just pull the vegan menu until you go get bent. In other news on the Impossible Burger, apparently it's very unsafe and there's no testing being done on its safety and the FDA is not regulating it because it's not technically food. (laughs) So that's fun. That's on Joe Rogan. I just saw that. It's not food. That's that's, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. 
Uh, and that's Comrades Corner. Ooh. I tell you what, these damn vegans. Why don't they just eat their own shit? I mean, seriously. It would just cause less problems. Like, there comes a point. Like, especially in this situation. Like, like, it blows my mind the most because they were. Like, everyone bent over backwards for them to make food just as crappy as we eat for them. Yeah. Because it is. It's the same. Like, it, it matches up with the Whopper. on with The regular Whopper on uh, calorie-wise. Who, who orders a Whopper? I like the Whopper. I'm sorry. I'm a one-track mind kind of guy. I get the Bacon King. I don't, I don't mess so, around. I don't mess around. <clears throat> I don't like bacon burgers at fast food restaurants. This one is pretty good. You should try I've, it. I've done it. You've I've had it? it? Yeah. Okay. Thing. They just don't what cook about the bacon the, long enough. What about a bacon eater? Nope. What? Nope. You're, the bacon's too chewy. You are a communist. No, bacon's too chewy. No, I like I like my not, bacon that, on a burger really crispy. Where did you get your bacon eater that you didn't like? There's no such thing as a bad bacon eater. I mean, it's good. The flavor is incredible. I'm just saying the bacon is chewy and you I have to like... I had crisp bacon on mine. Uh, maybe I should just ask for crisp bacon, but that's my problem. Probably. Um, They're not going to get mad at you. I mean, no, I'm not worried about that. I just never thought about it. Yeah. It's, it's like fast food. You just think like everything is pre-done. This is the way it is. One time, I don't know if they still <clears> have this option. They have the, uh, like the Baconator junior or something which i don't understand why that's even a thing but i guess for smaller people no that just means you get more later what no it doesn't need to be a thing if it's a small person they can't finish it that means they have food for later no like yeah that's fair but they had a point where you could get like a trip because they have like the dave's classic triple and whatever you could get a triple or a quadruple baconator i did it once it was awesome. Well, you know they have the it was like, awesome. the stackers. Burger King had those for a while. Yeah, I'm not a big Burger King fan. Yeah, I, I, I was a fan. I like their. Fries. I had the stackers, but uh, you could get a ten. A ten. <laughs> we did it. We were like just joking around. I saw it on like the interwebs, and I was like, "No way!" Well, I was on PA at the time, so I was just like, "All right, we're going to Burger King. Like, right meow." And I'm gonna test this theory today. Super expensive. You can't eat the damn thing. No. But they will give you a wrapped 10 patty stacker with bacon between each patty. <laughs> bacon and cheese. It, it, it's patty, bacon, cheese, patty, bacon, cheese, patty, bacon, cheese, times 10. That's. I mean, you could do that for like a Super Bowl party and not get one of those like super ones. <laughs> right? Just get, like, just get like five of those and just lay them on their side and just cut them like a lasagna. Yeah, yeah like a lasagna. Um, no, man, that, that triple or quadruple baconator, like I just sat there. I'm just like, I'm done. Oh yeah. I'm not moving. This was delicious, but yeah. I'm not moving for a while. I got wise. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a double Whopper. And I was like, Mm-mm. no, no, that was a mistake. <laughs> I don't need a double Whopper. A single Whopper is plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a, like Wendy's is my, my jam on fast food. I will say Wendy's is better. I'm just, I, I'm not around to Wendy's very often. And they're not a sponsor. I just like Wendy's. Yeah. I'm a Sasquatch. I like Baconators. I always have, always will. If they stop making the Baconator, it'll be a sad day. 
be a dark day in America. We'll have a funeral. I will. I will have memorialized Baconator. I will open up a restaurant just making Baconators. <laughs> just next to every Wendy's, just be like, just, just not even, a, not even a restaurant, just, just a like food a, truck, like a food bicycle. Yeah, just a food bicycle <laughs> where you make bacon eggers. Because like, once they quit making it, they're gonna release the trademark. So you just be like, man, it's been a. This is the second week in a row where we've come up with a genius small business idea. I know we're just trying to help the masses bring themselves out of poverty. We're doing our part. Yeah. So Dude. somebody do that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things. It was a big time thing. There was a Winston's Bagels in mm. Carbondale. He just had a little cart. He'd go to the bars. Kids are drunk. Give me a bagel. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't even like have my first bagel until I was like 24. I'm and not a big bagel person. I love them all, always. Here's my here's my jam with bagel. I'm not a big like dairy person. Like mm-hmm. butter, milk, some cheeses. I'm not a big cheese person. Like cream cheese. If it's not in like a cheesecake, I'm, I'm not in. Yeah. But my favorite thing is blueberry bagels with peanut butter. That's how I get down on bagels. So mine was, my Iraq is where I experienced bagels for the first time because they were free. Like I never even considered buying bagels. I was like, no, that looks awful. <laughs> no. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> and so in Iraq, all the food's free. So you're just like walking through and you're like, you know what? Sure. Yeah, I'll try that. Strawberry cream cheese spread. Or is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, four of those, please. <laughs> went back to the table, and I scrapped that out, and I put I put two of those on each one. I did. And I ate it, and I was like, my life has changed. <laughs> like, that's what I used to take on mission. I would get, I would go to the defect, I would drop them in the toaster, make like three bagels. Yeah, non-toasted bagels are not where it's at. Yeah, yeah, that's where. Yeah. Toasted blueberry bagel with peanut butter. And then I put the cream cheese on it, wrap them in tinfoil, put them in my damn pockets, and take them on mission with me. And then if I wanted to eat it, I'd just put it, because I was a gunner, so I'm outside. i just put it in the sunlight. Yeah. Just let it sit there for a minute. And it would cook. And oh, yeah. it was perfect. Oh, so good. Mm. So good. Mwah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. We have a lot to cover, though. Yeah, First, we should be talking about madness. I don't care about madness. The people like the madness. That's Are you serious? Fine. That's fine. The, ma- the, the madness is what endears us to everybody. That's fair. Um, so what do we got for updates? Well, um, the Patriot Act has been reauthorized. In Terrible. The, in the government funding bill. No. Uh, passed the House and the Senate, I believe. Possibly. Dirty cocks. And let's just be real. Um, the Democrats were pointing the fingers at the Republicans for years about extending the Patriot Act and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other. Guess who did it this time? It was the Democrats. They are bipartisan in their want to control your life, which is exactly what the Patriot Act is. If you are still under the illusion that it's about freedom, you are sadly mistaken. Mother cuckers. I said cuck. Uh, you're right. So I do believe that sits on President Trump's t- desk right now. It'd be hilarious if he didn't sign it. It would be. I think he will, though. Yeah, probably. Um, another one. Trump signs a bill for price transparency, citing price differences in the same hospital for the same pretty sh- procedure priced from $550 to $3,500, depending on who walked in the door. In reality, it was depending on whose insurance company it was and how much the insurance company was willing to pay. Yeah. So he's saying no more. 
they're going to have to give prices right now. Massive hospital unions are already suing, or hospital owners are already suing, which means they're scared. Well, they're a cartel, <clears throat> man. Yeah, so this is going to be really good. And places like Chicago, where they consolidated all their hospitals to one like city block, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all the hospitals are right in one area. That's going to be nuts because they're going to price war the crap out of each other. Wow. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And they're all like right across the street from each other. In the city. I mean, obviously there's like Northwestern. And right, yeah. But like in the, it's downtown, not downtown, it's uh, south side Chicago. It's where the VA clinic is up there. Oh. But up next to the VA clinic is where, and they're all right there. Like yeah. on their own city block, there's like four or five hospitals. And that's just because, I mean, there was no need. There was no competition before. So it doesn't matter that we're all sitting right here. Yeah. But now it's going to matter. Another one. We've talked about this in the very early beginnings of the podcast because I had just gotten back because I went to the Keystone Pipeline protest. And guess what? It sprung a leak. Early estimates said 22,500 square feet were affected. Now it's showing over 209,100 square feet were affected or 4.8 acres. Could be bigger. Just a reminder that people didn't go up there to protest nothing, and I'm people. Stricter regulations should be considered. Yeah. I mean, we had quite the uh, hash out in previous episode talking about this because yeah. I was trying to get out of you when we finally got out of you, like, because you were just, no, pipeline bad, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. But we got it out of you that, like, it's that the potential for leaks. Yeah, it's it's, it's the safety of it, yeah. not the actual pipeline. The pipeline would be great. And in all reality, 90% of the people at that protest would agree with that. Yeah. That that's the issue. It's the safety of it. It's not the pipeline itself. They don't care how the oil is transported. They care about the leaks that happen all over the place and destroy ecosystems. Yeah. Which is happening. Yeah, I, I agree with that. that. I don't have a problem with that. But we just kind of like we were arguing; it wasn't going. Oh anywhere. yeah, was like, it, it what was, is the root cause of this? Like I don't know. Like are you was, being a hippie or you what? What's going on? <laughs> it was the same thing as uh, the net neutrality argument. It was. They're just not, not on the same. It was me not understanding what the actual issue was. Yeah. And understanding what people thought the issue was. Yeah. You know, I honestly I think that's ninety percent of our problems in this country is. Yeah. One side says this, and the other side says this, and nobody has that conversation that we have a lot. Let me tell you something, brother. You're you're listening to too hard headed. <laughs> no, not at all. I know what you're thinking. No, not at all. These guys are not stubborn at all. No, no, we're very, very beta. We are very obstinate alpha males. <laughs> obstinate to extremes sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, so you know. Obstinate for fun, honestly, a lot of times. A lot of times. (laughs) My wife would agree with that. It's fair. (laughs) I agree with you. I'm the same way. Yeah. So that's all I have for updates. I think you said you had a couple. I do. So you and your what to watch for last week, you Mm -hmm. had mentioned that they were going to deliberate and be handing down punishment for Roger Stone. Yes. Well, he got convicted on all seven counts, and he faces up to 50 years in prison. Um, 
It was a kangaroo court, and Obama appointed judge who was an activist judge, and the uh, jury, there was some horse cockery going on there, apparently. So, um, pray for Roger, if you pray, or if not, send him some good vibes, because he really didn't do anything wrong, other than being associated with Trump, in my opinion. Um, But there is a little bit of a movement going on right now, so... Um, there's an infographic here that I'm going to read to you. Call the White House and demand Trump pardon Roger Stone. Free Roger Stone. Call 202-456-1414. That is 202-456-1414. 202 is the D.C. area code. Yeah. For all you people that are sending Epstein memes when you get that no answer call, that's that's from Washington, D.C. I'm just saying. <laughs> that is your hit list number. <laughs> They're just making sure you're still around so they can come get you. Yeah, so they got he got railroaded. Um, we'll see. I don't see him getting pardoned, like, right away. Um, I think once, like you were saying earlier, maybe when the impeachment stuff's mm. over, um, he can yeah. move on that. Flynn should be the same way. Roger yeah. Stone, if he gets out, he gets pardoned. He gets out. Watch out, CNN. He's coming for your ass because yeah. that guy's got some legitimate lawsuits. And I think he expected all this. I think he's ready. I think he's yeah. ready to, to sit behind bars for a couple months and prepare his appeal case, mm-hmm. which I believe he can have a different judge. Hopefully. And then that judge can see how the jury was stacked against him. I, if I were Roger Stone, I would have requested a trial not in Washington, D.C., that's ridiculous because, I mean, out of the jurors there, I mean, who are they pulling in for jurors? What lives in Washington, D.C. but bureaucrats? <clears throat> well, even Are you going to tell me they're not partisan? Even, even on top of that, like, you're in Washington, D.C. Politics is that city. There's nothing, like, I don't even know if you could pretend to not be a part of it. Like, if you could, like, be abstinent like people are everywhere else in the world. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't know anything about politics. I don't care. That's fine. Do you? But I don't know if you can be that guy in Washington, D.C. At least not have an idea. And in this case, you have to be that person to be on that jury. Yeah. Because otherwise you have pre, you've prejudged things. Yeah. Well, one way or the other. doesn't yeah. matter if you're, if you're a uh, Roger Stone supporter. You're not supposed to be on that jury. Nope. Kangaroo court, man. So... Yeah, do the whole call thing or yeah. find a way to find a petition to sign to get it on there. They're they're out there. Um, we've got another update, and it is part of our uh, health segment that Tommy likes to call Dr. Witch, Dr. Sass, which I'm not a doctor, but I like to do things. I'm interested in health and well-being. So. He's my witch doctor. That's fair. I will be his witch doctor. I'm not yours. I'm just here to... Give you information, and you will do what you will do with it. I pay him in sexual favors. It's fair. Um, so, in the past, we uh, were talking about this whole vaping thing mm-hmm. with the uh, popcorn lung and all that stuff coming out. Well, it turns out that we were right. Again. <laughs> oh? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has finally all but conceded that the de- deaths and lung illnesses being associated with vaping have nothing to do with legal nicotine e-cigarettes. Wait, so are you telling me that the entire thing was a sham just to b- 
boost the tobacco sales that have been plummeting ever since vaping came into came into the public? Pretty much. Okay, cool. So for the first time, we have detected a potential toxin of concern, vitamin E acetate, which <coughs> sorry we had reported earlier on the show in a previous episode um, from biological samples from patients, said Dr. Ann Shuchat, principal deputy director of CDC Today. The CDC examined lung tissues samples from 29 patients across 10 states and found all of them contained vitamin E acetate oil. These new findings are significant, she said. We have a strong culprit. Vitamin E acetate is not found in legal e-cigarettes, but it is often used by drug dealers to cut THC vape cartridges in an effort to increase their profits. These findings prevent... These findings provide direct evidence of vitamin E acetate as the primary site of injury within the lungs. So you're saying the black market and marijuana products not being legalized or regulated is the direct reason for the people who have died because of vaping? Yes, government's to blame. Nice, I thought so. Um, as has been the case for months, the vast majority of patients reporting vaping reported vaping THC. As it stands, there have been more than 2,000 cases of lung illnesses and 39 deaths associated with vaping. The most common factor among those who have fallen ill over the past three months is that they vaped black market THC products, often bought off the street or from friends. Unfortunately, the CDC has been consistently ambiguous on the question of whether or not commercially available e-cigarettes containing nicotine are responsible for the outbreak. It is clear they are not responsible. Considering vaping has been around for more than a decade and tens of millions of users across the world, and no such outbreak had yet occurred, it should have been clear to the CDC that something other than nicotine was responsible. It shouldn't. It should have been especially evident since the U.S. is the only country in the world where this outbreak is occurring, despite e-cigarettes being widely available in places such as Canada, Canada, and Europe. Oops. But the CDC persisted in saying it couldn't rule out regular e-cigarettes as a cause of the outbreak. As late as November 1st, the CDC advised, because the specific compound or ingredient causing lung injury is not yet known, and while the investigation continues, persons should consider consider refraining from the use of all e-cigarette or vaping products. The damage done by the CDC's miscommunication can't be overstated. In September, Reuters released a poll showing 63% of adults disagreed with the correct statement that, quote, vaping is healthier than traditional cigarettes. That number is up 16 percentage points from 2016. As a result of the public confusion, vape sales have slowed and the decline in e-cigarette sales has weakened as some vapors chose cigarettes over e-cigarettes. At the same time, governors across the country rushed to ban the sale of flavored e-cigarettes. And in the case of Massachusetts, ban them outright. Walmart pulled e-cigarettes from its shelves. So commenting on today's announcement, professor of medicine at the University of British Columbia's School of Population and Public Health, that's entirely too long of a title, Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Mark Tyndall noted that the CDC's failure to inform the public allowed misinformation about vaping to spread. Quote, the CDC has too much experience and too many resources to simply write this off as a botched investigation. He tweeted, 
It was an opportunity for abstinence-based anti-smoking advocates who were clinging to the thinnest of arguments about the harms of vaping to say, I told you so. So thanks, government. Um, They're going to get sued so hard. I hope they do. Like, they destroyed... Um, An industry? No, not... Well, yes. But also, the specific company. Um, Jewel. Yeah. Like, they have been completely outright banned in multiple states because of this. Mm-hmm. Even though they've said they've all their stuff is safe. Just for being popular. Yeah, just for being the popular choice. And they've been, like, legislated out of certain states. And they've been sued. I mean... Jewel's going to come back with a freaking quickness. And then they can sue all these state legislators that banned them on inadequate information. Yeah, that's, this is, yeah. This is government working too quickly to fix something out of emotion, just like they do with gun control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Knee-jerk cool. reaction. It's all emotion. You're right. Yeah. It's all emotion. People freaking out saying, we got to do something about this. We got to do something. We got to do something. No. Pragmatism is not something that's in high supply when it comes to government. Right. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. Is is vaping safe? I don't know. But, I mean, these injuries and these deaths are not from vaping what's widely accessible legally. Right. What, what What this did show, though is that with more investigation into it, it is safer than we knew a year ago. Because there wasn't a lot of information on it. That's why I always, I've always been like weary of it. That's probably not good for you. And Yeah, exactly. Not putting anything in your lungs is not yeah. necessarily the best course of action. But is it better for you than smoking cigarettes? Absolutely. I don't think, I think it's undeniable. Are there chemicals in it we don't know and what they're doing to us? Yeah. Sure. Maybe. Don't know. We don't know. But guess what? We're, we're free Americans, and we should be able to decide to do what we want to do with our bodies. <clears throat> right. I mean, I smoke. I don't give a rat's ass. Well, I but, like to smoke. But now we have the CDC, who has gone through this stuff very intensely, trying to find this chemical that was giving everybody popcorn lung, and they found it and said, okay, hey, there's nothing in the e-cigarette that will do that. Yep. Hey, we did, it's a thousand times safer than we knew it was, like I said, than we knew it was. Do you think ago. they're going to re- retract the bans on the flavors and all that shit? I think they I think to. lawsuits are going to I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be lawsuits. I think the industry should man, class you, action the, the Can you imagine the damages? Oh, no. The loss man. of profit? And it's easy to show. Yeah. It's like, how much were we making the month before this broke? Mm-hmm. And why and they were growing. Like, oh, man, this yeah. is, I mean, it's going to be big. If they do that, it's going to it's going to hurt. And it should hurt. The CDC shouldn't have made mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. And the legislatures in the federal and state governments should not have jumped on this without all the information. But that's what they do. And they should pay for it. Yay, government. Well, I mean, government paying for it means we're paying for it. But hey. Stupid is, stupid does, I guess. Yeah. See the legislatures themselves. See what's... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, see the see the members yeah. for doing you it. You are liable. Man, make them liable for stuff like that. You they wanna, should be liable for they everything. They should be. They really should. Cocksuckers. Okay. 
speaking of being liable for things, we got some swamp news. Ooh. Um, the impeachment have is... to write a swamp <clears throat> song. Yeah. Not write it, but like make one. I, mean, I think you should write it, like compose it. Oh, you, you want me... I can't play an instrument. I can play all the instruments in the percussion section. I mean, I can play the skin flute. I mean, that's a good one. Anyways, uh, Impeachment Gate, I believe, wrapped up today. I don't think they have any more witnesses to call in for the House. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I could be wrong on that. But... You probably uh, are. They probably have more. <laughs> well, they're they nuts. They're going to prolong this as long as they can. Um, we have now heard <clears throat> from a whole bunch of people that don't know anything. Um, two people that know some things. And one person that thought he knew everything, but turns out he made it all up in his head. We have heard people use hearsay to claim that the president should be impeached. And then we've heard that same person use hearsay. Yeah, pause you. Yeah. I have breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. The California Raisins will testify for shit. <laughs> he found out. That they heard it through the grapevine. That's amazing. <laughs> so anyways, my person, the same person who used hearsay to say the president was guilty, also used hearsay to say that the Republicans on the committee did not agree that Russia colluded, or that Russia attempted to meddle in our elections. When, that's not what they said. They said that Ukraine was working against Trump's campaign. They never said that they were the Democrats were trying to spin it and say that the uh Republicans were saying that Russia didn't interfere in the election, Ukraine did. When it's clear that's not what they've ever said. They've said that Russian collusion. Russia definitely interfered in our election, like they have since the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. They've gotten really good at it in the last couple of years, and that's why it became news and it needs to be addressed. And also, there's this thing that happened in Ukraine, and we would like to know about it. So, her hearsay was false. And they're just proving their point, you know. Goes through the only thing they have now. They don't have anything, really. Um, it is proven to be a farce. I would not, I mean, fingers crossed. I don't know if this is actually a possibility. But with the way it's gone down, there is a chance that it won't even pass the House. They won't even impeach him. Like, I think there's enough Democrats in there who are worried about their House seat. Who are kind of in a tough spot. Because if they vote yes, they're going to be in trouble. And if they don't impeach him, they're going to be in trouble. So, I don't know. They're... They're going to weigh their pros and cons, but there's a chance this doesn't even pass the House. It could be. I don't know. And if it does, it doesn't matter. The Senate's going to call the whistleblower. They're going to call Schiff. They're going to call. They've already said. They're going to call Hunter Biden. That's going to be the best. Yeah. Because when they start doing that, and that might be a reason for the House not to impeach. Yeah. So it doesn't get to the Senate. Mm -hmm. Which is a possibility. We'll see. But yeah, it's a farce, and they're just trying to spin it. That's nuts, man. They're just so dumb. Yeah. They're just listening to us. Like, I don't understand 
how you could be so dumb. Blind. They're not dumb. They're blinded by rage. They're not. No, no, no. No, it's all intentional. They know what they're saying is BS. Like, CNN had the headline that um, Sondland, no, not, was it Sodomer? So, yeah, Sondland connected quid pro quo to the foreign aid to a meeting at the White House to his announcement, right? And the guy, <clears throat> like, I'm watching it live on CNN that has that title on the bottom of the thing while they're doing the impeachment inquiry, saying that that happened, while the Republican congressman is asking Sondland if that is true, because if it is, or if it isn't, then the title on the bottom of CNN's page is a lie. And he said, no, that's not what I said. And then explained what he said, like, ten seconds later. Disappeared. <laughs> and it's like, they know they're full of crap. They're doing it on purpose to mislead the people who believe they're telling the truth. That's brainwash. It's exactly what it is. It's brainwash. Um, to get, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, man. These people are, I don't know. They, sh- they should be tarred and feathered and beaten. There's not much more to talk about it. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting that now that we have gone through all the witnesses we know are coming forward, <clears throat> nobody has said anything. Everybody has corroborated the same story. They're all worried. They all had concerns. Well, this is a big cover thing. About too. Well, they all had concerns about Biden. Everybody who's been asked if there were concerns about Hunter Biden being on the board of Burisma. Well, that's not even all that. I mean, it's not just Biden. I mean, they're. I think the Democrats are protecting themselves. I mean, John Kerry's kids are oh, on the, boards and stuff more, over there. Yeah, Pelosi's kids are on boards over there. Hillary Clinton, Ukraine was the highest donor to the Clinton Foundation yeah. of all the countries. Have you seen that stuff lately? They went from a $400 million budget to a $16 million budget this year because she has no power. She has I thought no it was nothing. negative 16 donations. Like they're in the whole 16 million. That, down be. that much. It might be. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, doesn't that kind of make sense? As soon as she leaves the government, her fund just starts drying up because yeah. she doesn't have any pull. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It kind of seems like this entire thing is breaking open this massive story about how government officials launder foreign aid back to themselves. What if this is all? And I'm not saying it is, but we're we're gonna we're gonna play 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 for fun here for a second. Uh-huh. So Trump ran on draining the swamp. Uh-huh. What if he's doing this? On, what if what if he just kind of baited them into this? I wondered that because I mean, I you want to you want to <clears throat> talk about? If I mean, he, he plays the media like a fiddle. Yeah, if he, if he's playing that game, it makes perfect sense of why Rudy Giuliani was picked to be his VP because his VP <laughs> his uh, personal personal attorney. lawyer. Because he can be the crazy old man that has everybody's attention. And he can say whatever he wants to say, and none of it implicates Trump, and nobody should be following his orders. So he can he can do and say whatever he wants, and it never hurts Trump, but it makes the Democrats think they have smoking guns like yeah. this. Yeah. And now... I love how they just always change their tune to quid pro quo. Now it's bribery. Now it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Seriously. Foreign policy and quid pro, quid pro quo... 
quid pro quo goes along with you know you you, you get to have you, con- you uh, there's always been conditions for foreign policy yeah. and aid quid pro quo is foreign policy yeah like that's just the way it is yeah like why did we don't have to give money to anybody yeah why did iran get something- stop making nukes yeah is it because we gave them 160 billion dollars pallets of cash sure was yeah why did uh i mean there's countless examples of this this is how foreign policy is done. Now, agreed, they're trying to say he did it for his benefit. <clears throat> prove it. Yeah. If you can prove it, fine. Yeah, exactly. But you it's not. You can't prove it. He's literally vindictive. Yeah. He's being vindictive. He wants to know what happened in 2016. He's pissed off about it still. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame him because it was stupid. Oh, there's another fun fact. Um, I don't remember the dates. But it was uh, the phone call. With Zelensky, that mm-hmm. everyone is, yeah, no, wasn't that the initial talk with Zelensky discussed, um, or was Sonneman and Sonneman's phone call with Trump talking about they were all talking about the foreign aid <clears throat> and uh, they weren't talking about, they were talking about the meeting and all the stuff, right? The, the quid pro quo and. Uh, he said he wanted the investigation into Burisma, and he wanted uh, the investigation into the into Ukraine corruption, or into their meddling. <clears throat> and he wanted it public, and then he would meet with him at the Oval Office. That was made, they were talking about that, three weeks before Biden announced he was running for president. So they were already talking about investigating Burisma before Biden was even in the race. Yeah. Now, at that time, we all knew he was going to. But, you know, just something. I think my favorite takeaway from these testimonies, they're literally all people that are bureaucrats and experts. Yep. And it just shows how childish they are. Trump doesn't trust them. He's not using what their expertise is because he doesn't trust them. <clears throat> and they're right. pissed off about it. Right. Um, he was duly elected to be president of the United States. He gets to have his own foreign policy, whether you agree with it or not, do your damn job and shut your damn mouth. Right. But moving on from that, the whole reason this all started is because of the Bidens. And guess what? There just so happens to be new information on that as well. Really? Leaked documents from the Ukraine show money from Burisma, the oil and gas company where Hunter Biden is a board member, is sending money to Rosemont Seneca Bohai LLC, a funding manager management company. This fund is owned by John Kerry, former Secretary of State, and Hunter Biden, son of VP Biden, among many others in the same circles. The money being transferred shows to be drum roll, please. $83,333.33 to Hunter Biden every month. <laughs> Not always that number, but no less than 50 and more than that at times. So then I have another question, since that's coming out. Could this be a link between government officials funneling money into their pockets via foreign aid policy, as mentioned earlier? Um, Biden made $50,000 a month on average working for Burisma. Or no, no, at the lowest level. 
At the lowest amount, he made 50 grand a month. What is the average pay of a Ukraine oil and gas board member, you ask? Well, I looked that up. $250,000 to $330,000 per year. <clears throat> Biden was making double that, over $600,000 a year at the lowest estimates for being a board member of a company whose language he did not speak, whose home country he did not live in, and which was in an industry about which Hunter Biden was pig ignorant. Just like Amtrak. I think we found this. Because he was on the board on that too. Right. Thanks, Daddy. Next up, Ukraine agrees apparently recently this week to open a probe into foreign investigations, former investigations regarding Burisma, now including embezzlement, which seems interesting since the above seems to be exactly that. Now, there are reports that there are indictments, and the head of Burisma is being indicted. I have seen multiple things debunking that, saying that the main source, which I have seen is from Zero Hedge, that they got the information wrong. Um, I have also seen translated uh, audio, but I don't speak Ukrainian, and saying, saying that there were indictments, but <clears throat> I don't know. So I'm not going to say that is a thing. I'm going to say it is being speculated. It could be true. It could not be true. Because I just don't have all the facts. I broke this morning. And that is what President Trump wants. FYI, he got the foreign aid long before he did the investigation. Yeah, that's the thing. He got the, they, they got the foreign aid without any of the conditions that the Democrats are... Saying that they wanted. Which? They got more aid than they did with Obama. Obama sent them blankets. Yeah. And we had already sent them javelins. Yeah. Like, long ago, like a while ago. This was just continuing military funding. But, <clears throat> so there's that. And then um, I have Epstein Swamp News. Epstein Swamp News, huh? No, I lied. Mm-hmm. That is its own thing. It just happens to be in the wrong tab format. So oh, so you didn't have it all in order. No, I do have it all in order. I just didn't have it like paragraphed out right. My bullet ah. points weren't right. So it was underneath everything like it was in the same same frame, but it's supposed to be. I mean, you did say you had like 50 pages of crap. It's so much stuff. Whatever. But yeah. But yeah, so that's all I have on the Swamp News and the Bidens. Um, I guess there was a report that Hunter Biden is the father. Shh. I will, I will shush. Shh. I will shush. And I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so it's time for 2020. <laughs> Let's begin this week's 2020 news with failed candidates. I mean, all but one of the whole group has failed as a failure, but I digress. Representative Eric Swalwell, his biggest claim to fame was defending a potential assault weapons buyback on Twitter by saying that if gun, overs, gun owners defy a legislative ban, the government has nukes. Well, he really outdid himself earlier this week while appearing on MSNBC with deranged pundit Chris Matthews. Take a listen. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. 
The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. I think I figured out why he dropped out of the running for president. I think he confused POTUS for POTUS. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Like They were coming up with all sorts of reasons. Saying like it, was, it was a cup sliding across the table. Neither one of them did it. And then... But you watch that video closely enough, like, he, dude, he ripped ass. He he like holds his breath right after that word. His body does a little move, like he 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 freaking cocked a cheek. The whole thing, man. He he did it. Just 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 lay claim to it. Fine. Yeah. I mean, just say it was, I had a bodily function live on the air. It was embarrassing. It happened. I'm gonna keep that video forever because it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, just say it. Next up, Alex Trebek owned our next contestant on a recent episode of Jeopardy. Ooh. Check it out. British Columbia? Right. Lawyers, 800. This lawyer's star rose while repping Stormy Daniels, but fell after he was accused of trying to extort millions from Nike in 2019. His name, quickly forgotten, obviously, Michael Avenatti. Back to you, Emma. <laughs> I, I love that that was on uh, Jeopardy. Pretty badass. Next up, the Orphans of the American Dream podcast would like to congratulate sleepy, creepy Joe Biden on becoming a grandfather. A, yes. D- <laughs> a, DNA, a DNA test has revealed... Hunter Biden fathered a baby with another woman while he was dating his brother's widow. That is a great headline. <laughs> oh, there's more. DNA testing has established with scientific certainty that Hunter Biden is the father of an Arkansas baby, according to a motion filed in Independence County on behalf of the child's mother. My only hope is uh, that given Hunter Biden's past addiction problems, is that it, it is a healthy and not a crack baby. Can the guy... I mean, I guess you could affect that. I don't know. I mean, he's a druggie, so whatever. I just don't, you know, he, he does have a problem. No, for sure. So, so to, to make that worse, like, this guy was dating his brother's widow. Widow. He cheated on her with a random woman in Arkansas, fathers a child with that woman, and bails, then leaves his brother's widow for a supermodel after meeting her for 10 days. Not a mentally stable person. Yeah, no, this guy is probably the best oil and gas board member (laughs) ever. I mean, talk about unwavering integrity (laughs) so congrats creepy Joe you have a creepily conceived grandkid yeah so Pocahontas did a thing on Twitter okay she tweeted traffic violence kills thousands and injures even more Americans every year on world day of remembrance for the for traffic crash victims 
I'm sending my love to the families and friends of those who have lost loved ones. It's time to hashtag end traffic violence. Well, a quick investigation into the origins of Traffic Crash Victims Day reveals that it may be less an odd holiday and more a poorly named crusade. The entity behind Traffic Crash Victims Day, at least the one publishing the hashtag and traffic violence hashtag, focus, focuses primarily on human on the human cost of illegal street racing. I don't think she quite understood the meaning, and Twitter folks responded. One reply to her tweet, It's time to stand up to big traffic. <laughs> I like that one. Another suggested she model her car control efforts on her gun control efforts. Quote, no one needs a vehicle that travels faster than 20 miles per hour. And large capacity cars are a problem as well. We need a waiting period, a restriction on resales, and a car buyback program. Don't get me started on Jeeps. No one needs a car that was originally designed for war. I love that so much. (laughs) So that's it this week for 2020. Next, uh... Next week, I will have coverage of this week's presidential debate, which would be fun because they're crazy. Yeah, it was actually, I saw something already, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Good times. Uh, just not enough time to put stuff together for that. Yeah, no, I mean, we were supposed to record last night, and it got to be 11 o'clock, and we were having issues. I'm just like, we should probably not do this tonight. Yeah. It's going to be 2 in the morning before no, we're done. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so... I have some Epstein news, and there is a lot because some things have broke. Well, some things have broke today, actually. But also, I watched the Prince Andrew interview, (laughs) and I just want you all to know, if you did not watch it, it is popcorn worthy. Corn pop worthy? Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Ran around with bad boys. You gotta, you gotta blow the, the bees. The bees. And the, and the peas. The bees and the peas. You gotta, you gotta pop them. Pop it. Um, Alright, so Epstein guards have been brought up on charges for falsifying government records after they have refused the plea, a plea deal that was offered last week. Okay? Today... One of them has said, I will cooperate, Ooh. which is kind of big news. Ooh. Yeah. One of them said she will tell them everything in her words. Nice. And what that is, the mainstream media is trying to pretend couldn't be of any information besides her sitting in her office doing nothing. I'm going to bet she has some more information. Also, the New York commissioner of prisons, that's not his title, but that guy who's in charge of the prison system in New York has admitted now that they are looking into a criminal enterprise being a part of Epstein's death. Oh, really? Yeah. A little late to the train there, buddy, but I guess hey, better late than never. Better late than never. And um, there's one more thing. Because all this happened today, so I didn't yeah. get a chance to write it all down. Um. No, I can't remember what the last one was. Um, does it have to do with Andrew? Because oh, the lawyers no, are yeah, I'll, saying I'll that, get that 
afterwards. Oh, got it. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm no. just trying to jog your memory. Yeah, no, it was about. I thought it was about the guards or somebody that. Uh, oh, it'll come back to me. Anyways. Um, one of the accusers has come forward, a new accuser. There's many Epstein accusers that are coming forward right now. I would caution everyone because there's a lot of money involved in this. And as much as I want to believe every woman that comes forward and says that he did something to them, you got to kind of look at some backstory. You know, I actually don't have any problem believing this woman, but... I am sure we are going to see many of them because there is going to be much lots of money going to the victims. And anybody who was 14, 10 years ago can jump in on that cash cow. Mm. It's not right. It is a thing that happens. I'm sorry that I said it out loud. Anyways, one of the accusers has said that she took her seat on the plane and Epstein explained that she was in the seat that Bill Clinton, his good friend, always chose. And that was on the Lolita Express. She also explained the bedroom floors were made of mattress foam. She said that Epstein had told her so that girls could sleep on the floor surrounding Epstein as he liked it. After her rape, Epstein told her to take time that night to cry. Then offered to pay for her college, and she never returned. There are were way more details in that article that I'm just not going to get into. There's no need. It's kind of surprising that they put it in their article. Yeah. Um, but this girl met Epstein, and he immediately said, Hey, come to my ranch and hang out. She was like 13 or 14. She was a virgin. And... Um, it was like that day, like she got on the plane, she went there and that night he raped her and then just left, took her back home, dropped her off, never saw her again. And I bet there was a lot of them that were like that. ABC was supposed to come up with a statement. I never saw it about why they covered up the story. The house Republicans. Was it the house or was it the Senate? Uh, I I believe it was, was I thought it was McCarthy. I can't remember. I thought it was a Senate Senate hearing. I don't remember. Um, So, I don't know if they ever did. I was looking for it, but I never saw it. So, not sure. And now for the fun. Prince Andrew's interview. Mm -mm. It opens up and it doesn't stop until like 10 minutes from the end of just me having to pause it and write down craziness because it's just nuts. So... Apparently, he met Jeffrey Epstein through Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell, he profuses, or he, he explains, is his friend, and Jeffrey Epstein was just always with her. They weren't really friends. Okay? So, keep that in mind, because that comes up later. Because, if anything, this guy doesn't know how not to contradict himself. He stayed at Epstein's house, Island, plane multiple times, but he said there was never any indication of pederastery. I want to reiterate that he says that he stayed there at all those places multiple times. Invited 
uh, Epstein was invited to Prince Andrew's daughter's 18th birthday after he'd been indicted for sex trafficking in 2006. Andrew's explanation was he didn't know what was happening in the U.S. and didn't know anything about it. Then, the crazy bastard acts as if he still doesn't know what was happening at the time. The interview asks why Andrew would invite him, and Andrew says he was inviting Maxwell, states that Ghislaine Maxwell will always be the guest, be it at his royal estates or the party. Epstein was just the plus one. Yeah. <clears throat> After that, Andrew says he, he explains to Epstein that he's sorry. He goes to New York to do this, by the way. Um, stays at Epstein's house and says he's sorry he can't be around this kind of stuff in his life. Um, and Epstein goes to prison, and just that's it. Never doesn't see him again hmm. until months after Epstein gets out of prison in 2010. Andrew visits his home <clears throat> again to see Maxwell, be Ghislaine Maxwell, not Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Never saw him after that in 2010 and explained, only went there to tell Jeffrey that they couldn't be friends anymore. But he was the plus one. They were never friends as per everything he said previous to this. Like we're not, we're talking five minutes into the interview people and he's already contradicting himself. So wait, he goes to the house to tell Jeffrey that they can't be friends. And then, just happens to stay there for several days. He then attends a dinner party with Epstein after uh, with Epstein where he happens to be named the guest of honor. Hmm. Why stay at the convicted sex offender's house? The interviewer asks. Andrew claims because it was convenient. And that his judgment may have been clouded because he's too honorable. I shit you not that's a quote. <laughs> like he said those words. Um, this guy, royal, we're talking about royal family. He could stay at the Hyatt and not even hurt his cash on hand. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to stay at the sex offender's house because it's convenient. After he gets out of prison for being a sex offender. Yeah. And stays there for several days. But he only went there to say goodbye. And they can't be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. So, then it gets better. Witnesses and video evidence show multiple young girls entering and exiting the property during the time that Andrew was there. His response? I don't know anything about that. Never saw them if that was happening. Explaining Epstein had people coming and going all the time. One witness from the party, the dinner party that he was the guest of honor, claims to have seen Andrew getting a foot massage from a young Russian girl. Andrew's like, no, that never happened. (laughs) Odd way to end a friendship with a sex offender by partying with him for four days. Now, here is probably the most, the easiest question the interviewer asked. Easy question, okay? Do you regret the friendship you had with Jeffrey Epstein? I cannot make this shit up. He says no. Because of the people he met and what he learned from Jeffrey Epstein was of enormous value. (laughs) That is also a quote. (laughs) 
Yeah, dude. It is no freaking wonder his publicist quit. Like, the easiest question ever. Yes, I do. I had I was friends with a sex offender. I should not have done that. I wish I had better judgment. Sorry. Literally anything else is wrong. And this is so wrong it doesn't even it's not even on the charts. But hold on, it gets better. But he was not close with Epstein. There's no way that he wasn't, gets, he that wasn't, gets better. No. Oh, my God, it does, dude. <laughs> he wasn't close with Epstein. They weren't even friends. Remember? He was just a plus one. Stayed at his house. Yeah, that was not for him. That was not to see Epstein. It was just for the housing. So now we're not Ghislaine Maxwell's friend anymore. It's just because the places were convenient to stay at. Okay. Folks, I'm only I'm I'm 17 minutes into a 49 minute interview, and that and this is what we've what we've come across already. Now we get into the Virginia Roberts claims. Virginia Roberts claims she met with, dined with, was given drinks by, and had sex with Andrew. Roberts was very specific in saying he was very sweaty. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm> not... <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. His response was, I have no recollection of meeting her. Not, I didn't have sex with a 14-year-old. I don't remember. Okay? Story, and he says, the story doesn't match up because he doesn't even know where that bar is. He doesn't drink, and he was home with his kids because he took them out to get pizza. Oh, God. <laughs> he remembers taking his kids out to get pizza nine years ago, but he doesn't remember meeting this woman. And that's important for like in 20 seconds. He's very specific. He remembers it because it was unusual for him to take his kids to eat pizza. Oh, and at the time he didn't sweat. He literally said that. From his time in the Navy, he has a medical condition that does not let him sweat. So he did not sweat during those years. But immediately after saying this, he says, recently I have began sweating again. He's probably sweating. I'm not kidding, dude. Like, that's a three-year-old's answer. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, no, the sky's sky's lava. No, the, the, the floor is lava. I mean... It doesn't surprise me because these royal family oh, yeah, people, they're, they're like so sheltered and inbred probably. So, okay. So yeah, he began sweating again. Honest answer. But wait, there's a photo taken by Epstein in Maxwell's house. Ghislaine Maxwell lived in Great Britain, by the way, or in the UK. So how do you explain that? His answer? He can't explain it. He has no recollection, though he doesn't drink. <laughs> Oh, and he doesn't wear those clothes in Britain, only overseas. Those are his overseas clothes. And after he says that, immediately mentions that the background of the photo is in Glenn Maxwell's house in the UK. <laughs> Roberts claims that she has had she had sex with him three separate times, London, which was the previous mention, the New York mansion with a witness that claims that with a witness to corroborate and once on an island with seven or eight other girls. He claims he was in New York, but left a couple days prior to the date that she claims. 
won't say Roberts is lying. I'm not kidding you. The interviewer was like, so are you saying she's lying? And he's like, well, I don't know what's going on in her head, but would not say yes. Like, obviously that's a yes. It's like, if I did not have sex with this girl and she's saying I had sex with her, then she's lying. She may not be intentionally lying. She's still lying. Oh, gets better. Epstein's housekeeper says Andrew, Prince Andrew, had visited four times a year for massages. One, okay. Prince Andrew claims that he's not, he's sure none of the girls were underage. He offered that himself. The interviewer didn't even ask that question. <laughs> he was just like, none of those girls were underage. <laughs> Then he claims he has only been there four times, but 30 minutes earlier in this interview, he said he had been to the New York, the Florida, Arizona, um, and the island multiple times. But now it's only four. Then he says something really, really exciting. The entire royal family knew Epstein, and we were all in awe when we found out. Oh, which was not known, which was not known until that interview. Everybody just thought (laughs) Prince Andrew was the only connection. And he just like drops his, oh, and Epstein had been to multiple royal palaces. Now, then when he said that Prince Andrew was very clear to say he was always his guest. But again, Ghislaine Maxwell's plus one. Yeah. Since that came out, Prince Andrew is stepping away from his public life as a royal prince. Hmm. Um, His publicist quit hours after this aired. And I would say an investigation will widen because that was the most awkward interview I've ever been, I've ever watched. And he's so full of shit 90% of the time. And he's like not even good at lying. He's so bad at lying. You can just tell you can just see it. I don't understand how the I mean, this happened in Buckingham Palace, this interview, correct? Yeah. Like the Queen has to be senile to freaking say this is okay. Just yeah. for her to sign off on this. She yeah. just has to be like, Yes, honey, whatever you want me to do. Like when when since when was the Queen Julia Child? That was a really good Julia Child. Who's Julia Child? The like cook. On PBS, like she's dead for a long time. I don't, I don't, I, I'll show you. Okay, people are probably. Laughing I had a really right good now. Alex Jones. You did. That was fantastic. <laughs> that literally sounded like Julia Child. <laughs> Maybe I should be an impressionist. That's what I should Maybe. Do. Um. Anyway, but yeah, how does the Queen sign off on this? I mean, this is the royal family. They have anything and everything they want. Like, how was he not like coached? And coached. Like, yeah, coached. How did this interviewer get in there and just ask honest questions? Yeah. And like hard questions. Like is 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 Prince Andrew going to get suicided here soon? I don't know why he survived that interview. <laughs> like if we're talking about a, a a hierarchy of criminal masterminds who are like trying to cover up their international madness, hmm. like as stupid as he is, that should have been the first bullet to fly. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, like, that was third grade level lie into your parents' BS. 
That's nuts. I didn't watch the interview. I saw a few. I, I saw a few clips on. I was at, at mom and dad's. Mm-hmm. They had Tucker on. And I was watching his little spiel on. I it. strongly suggest watching the whole thing right up until I'd say fifteen minutes to the end. Then you can kill it because I'm not with that. Yeah. It's thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, and it is action packed the whole time, mm. and it's so worth it. It was insane. <laughs> it was so good. That's uh, that's nuts. That's hilarious. But that is all I have on Epstein. Wow. So I'm going to take care of Illinois all by myself this week because Tom had a lot of stuff to take care of. So, um, Lawmakers can currently work one day, only one day, to qualify for a whole month's pay. A bill to change that has been stuck in committee since the spring. No work, no pay. That's the intent of a bill proposed by Illinois State Rep. Mike Murphy that would ensure lawmakers are only paid for days they actually work. Murphy Murphy introduced the bill in January, but it has not seen action in the House Rules Committee since March. He believes now is a good time to take is as is a good time to take action on it in light of former Chicago State Representative Luis Arroyo's resignation on November first after he was charged with bribery. We had a representative recently resign the first of the month, so he's going to be paid for the entire month, Murphy told the, a new station. He's going to get medical benefits, you know, insurance the whole month. One more month will be added to his retirement, and that's just not right. Murphy called it silly that Illinois legislators can work only one day of the month and still receive compensation as if they had worked the, for the whole month. Former state rep Sarah Jimenez whose seat Murphy now holds, got the ball rolling on the issue in her time in the House after noticing she was paid for the entire month in which she took office, even though she began working at the end of it. Illinois lawmakers are the highest, are among the highest paid in the nation after they voted, for, voted to raise their pay $1,628 in the most recent state budget. The 2.4% cost of living Increase brought the average Illinois lawmaker's pay to $69,464 per year. The national average for a lawmaker pay is only 38434 That's nuts. I, I, I mean, we work one day. I wish I could go to work for one day and get my month's salary and benefits. That would be incredible. Jerk-offs. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, our government officials need to be, honestly, they need to be held to the median income of their legislature. I mean, that's just fair. You are representing the people of that area and the average, the average salary in your area is X and that is what you get paid. I don't care where you're at. Sadly, that means Adam Schiff makes a whole lot more money than I would say anybody else in Congress. But yeah, I mean, he represents Hollywood. It is fair for everywhere else in the country. <laughs> yeah, I would say pay him 45 grand a year. And you know what? Honestly, Hollywood has a lot of broke people. So there's probably, I have this thing in my pocket that can access all of the information from the human world. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I thought you said I had a rabbit in your pocket. Bzz, bzz. <sighs> You look that up. I'm going to go on to my next story. Yes. Sound fair? Yes. All right, OAD Army. I'm a little frightened. 
We joke that prominent mother brothers listen to this show. Well, slap my ass and call me Sally. Public health officials warn residents about overuse of, guess what, antibiotics. What? OED profits, brother. Word. Antibiotic-resistant infections are, are a growing problem nationwide and in Illinois. Cases are growing faster than most other states, according to a new report for this from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. <laughs> Someone in the United States dies as a result of an antibiotic-resistant infection every 15 minutes, according to the CDC. More than 2.8 people, 2.8 million people, get an antibiotic-resistant infection annually in the United States, leading to more than 35,000 deaths. Officials with Illinois' Department of Public Health said overuse of antibiotics is contributing to the problem. The state agency estimates that about 30% of antibiotics that are prescribed by medical providers are unnecessary. (laughs) Um, IDPH Director Dr. Ngozi Azigi said when antibiotics are prescribed too often, they become less effective. She advised patients to talk with their healthcare providers about antibiotics. Quote, antibiotics don't work on viruses like those that cause the common cold or flu. She said, talk with your healthcare provider about what is making you sick and what is needed to get better. I believe you said that last week. Didn't I talk about that last week? I think you said those exact words that you can't clear the flu or a common cold with antibiotics. Man. And now I'm going to lie. I almost lost my shit. When you said OAD profits, I was like, where are we making money at? Because I'm looking at median incomes. So, like, my head was with, like, money. And you said that, and then I realized what you meant. And I was like. No, profits. P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. Yeah. <laughs> profits. But, oh, and no, definitely 100% absolutely down with my median income plan. Yeah. Adam Schiff would make sixty five grand a year. Ooh. Which is significantly less than he makes now. Yeah. Which is okay. He should have to pay. <laughs> I mean, that's not fair. Yeah, it is. He's worthless. I didn't say he was not worthless. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like all... I feel like the CDC is just like, okay, guys. Trump's draining the swamp. Let's just tell everybody the real deal with everything. Yeah. We'll just slowly just start leaking it out. Yeah. Oh, hey, guess what? E-cigarettes are fine. And they're just like, hey, um, the Impossible Burger is possibly going to kill you. Hey. We don't know. Stop taking your kid to the uh, convenient care when he has the flu. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to be like, um, the flu shot doesn't work. Like, <laughs> um, weed is the cure to cancer. Yeah, all these things. <laughs> just like they're just gonna keep dropping these little like itty bitty articles that nobody reads for us to explain to the world. Yeah. Which so is this, is, this is a, explain this phenomenon how you did the other day to me. Like mm. it's frightening. What? Which phenomenon? This this whole thing. Like we say something and then there's a story on it. Yeah. So it is weird. Um, I have this idea that all of the like very important people in the government. Find absolute garbage podcasts that have zero followers, and that's who they listen to because they know that those are the people that are actually telling the truth to the people, and they have no voice. So then they get that information, and then they say it. 
And there are apparently a lot of very important people listening to our podcast because this happens all the freaking time where we will say something and then like the next week it's big news. It's nuts. I don't know. And there is a couple times where I've thought this has happened and then like it was like on the news the week before we said it and I just didn't see it. So that could be happening a lot too. It could be. I don't know. But it does. It does. I'm 100% okay with you calling us a garbage podcast. You know why? Why? Because my favorite Sesame Street character is Oscar the Grouch. I mean, he lives in a trash can. Yep. I mean, literally, we're nobodies. And we appreciate every one of our listeners, all 30 of them. Yeah. I'm proud of having 30 listeners. I mean, when we started this, I didn't think we'd have three. Yeah, we used to say 13, and that was like blowing it out of the water. We were we were lying to you back then. There was not 13 of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, now it's like, oh, well, look at that. Yeah. I mean, if you like us, share us. Tell people tell, tell, tell people about it. I yeah. mean, we're not great, but I mean, we try. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do with an hour and a half of your day? Yeah. Listen to Ben Shapiro? Stop it. I would rather jump in a bathtub full of rusty scissors. That sounds painful. So is listening to Ben Shapiro. It is. It's fair. I actually don't mind him too much. I can't. I can't take more than five minutes. I feel that way about Rush sometimes. Yeah. I feel like Rush is like the super partisan voice. Like He's getting like better though. Uh, sometimes. Every once in a while he just says You're something. You're not going to change. Like, well, that's fair. I know. But He's anyway. Doing this as long as you've been alive. I have some sombering news in the Hong Kong world. Shit has got serious. Um, The U.S. has passed a resolution. It's sitting on President Trump's desk. China is vowing to retaliate if he signs it about a resolution to stop sending aid to the police of Hong Kong. We have been in the past sending military aid to the police. Uh, Not military aid. Law enforcement aid, um, ammunition, weapons, non-lethal rounds, stuff like that, tear gas, blah, 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 vehicles. Um, This resolution would stop that and force them to address the human humanitarian crisis that's going on there. Or the war for revolution, which is honestly what it is now. It's not a protest. Call it what it is. There is going to be violence. There is going to be more violence. Everyone's saying, we need calm. That's not That's not how this works anymore. They're beyond that. Um, this puts the president in a pretty weird spot because he's trying to get the trade deal done with China, and they are backpedaling. Hopefully, their slowing economy makes them have to do something, but... I could see the trade war being a direct correlation to Trump signing this and taking Hong Kong's side officially. I think that could be a bad deal. We'll see. See how that plays out. Um, but back to the protesters themselves. They have started using bow and arrows against the police. They have shot one police officer in the leg with an arrow. They burned an entire military-style vehicle, like one of like what we took to Iraq-style vehicle, um, to the ground with Molotov cocktails. Um, nice. China's military was inside of Hong Kong, quote unquote, helping them clean up after 
their most recent attack, most recent squabble. They were in there trying to clean the streets, weren't they? Yes. Because these guys were gluing bricks to the streets. Every couple inches. Like, you couldn't even walk comfortably around there, let alone drive a vehicle. Uh, it was pretty intense. They were, they were even, uh, some of them were actually super gluing nails, like huge 16-penny nails <laughs> on the ground. So, like, you, you had to, like, be really careful where you were walking. Um, so, yeah, they were helping clean up. But let's be real. It's just the beginning of the slow roll into the country to take control of the situation that, like, the way China wants to. Speaking of, China announces that Hong Kong has no right to a judiciary anymore. That is China's role. Hong Kong ruled that the face mask ban that they implemented was unconstitutional, and China said it doesn't matter what Hong Kong says, it's illegal because China says it is. So not only has China, the whole thing started because China's taking power away from Hong Kong, but now they're taking more power away from Hong Kong. Um, hundreds of protesters were locked up in the universities, barricading themselves in, and were fighting the police with bow and arrows, firebombs, and sending smoke and tear gas back into the police. Reports of homemade explosives have been discussed, but not seen in any demonstrations yet. I'm going to be really real for a second. That is the next step when it comes to a revolution. This is a dirty game, people. And... I, for one, am fully supporting the protesters pulling the trigger on that next move. That is how it is done. This is how you win in a revolution for freedom. Um, People forget our revolution wasn't peaceful. You're naive to think... You're naive if you think there will be... if If you think theirs will be. The protesters inside were given one option. Surrender and be arrested. They didn't like that idea and in amazing revolutionary fashion they ran in groups as big as a hundred people knowing that someone would get caught but also knowing that someone would get away. It seems important people of the resistance were shuttled out on many bikes and mopeds. Many of them got away. The parents of protesters that knew their children were inside showed up between the police and the university buildings to plead with the police to let the protesters go. One woman recounts that they just want to starve her child for standing up for freedom. Another one talks of her son, of seeing her son for the first time in weeks as the police dragged him away in cuffs. If anything, I would think this is bolstered the support for the protesters, and I hope that's the route this goes. Some of these people that are getting arrested, they're saying, I will not commit suicide, because that's been a yeah. thing. Yeah. They said there's ten people have been killed, and they're all suicides. And I'm like, um, no, there's like four protesters that have been shot and killed. And, yeah, none of these people. They're not committing suicide. That's not a thing. They're um, probably taking them away to China and throwing them in these internment camps. I don't know if they're doing that yet. If they are, they're being real quiet about it. Because if that comes out, more people. Like, that's the thing that I think is really backing the protesters right now. Is everything China and Hong Kong does is not a good look. And now you have parents, you were talking people in their 50s and 60s who had no part in this, standing between the police and the protesters saying, you guys really are the bad guy. It's not them. You guys are really the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And the more that happens, I mean, you're already talking about the biggest protest in human history yeah. happening right there. So now you're going to get more people involved. You're going to have older people involved. I mean, it it could get serious. So anyways, 
That said, I have some bad news. We've joked about sending guns to Hong Kong to help the protesters get the upper hand. Those thoughts morphed in me over the last week. I thought to myself how amazing and humbling it would be to send my personal rifle, if I had one, to Hong Kong. Have it received, used, and returned upon the winning of the war for Hong Kong. I tell you now, I would frame it. I truly would. Everyone who entered my home would have to live through a 30-minute monologue about the tale. The journal of the protester that held my rifle, that used my rifle, would be on the mantle next to the rifle. That only comes down to be clean. I'd say to those sorry people who came in, that rifle fought in the War of Hong Kong in 2020 and ultimately led to Hong Kong becoming its own country. My favorite journal excerpts would be red, and I would have pride boner you could see from space given that telescopes get drastically better in the coming years. But seriously... Alleged rival. Yes, alleged rival. Uh, seriously, that would be amazing. So, I looked into it. It is definitely legal. Um, but how illegal, you ask? Well, I have that answer, too. Wait, you said it was legal? Or no, no Ill- it's, it's illegal. You said legal at first, I thought. Oh, yeah. No, illegal. Okay. With, with uh, an I and two L's. Um, a man in Boston, an American hero, if you ask me, was doing just that. He was send, he was caught sending gun parts to Hong Kong earlier this year. The charges he faced earn him no more than five years in prison, one year of supervised release, and a $250,000 fine for illegally exporting a firearm. Now, I'm not saying that's worth it, but I am saying I thought it would be worse. I'm not going to do it. But I really, really want to. The FBI is coming to my house. <laughs> um, but seriously, it is scary. They don't have guns. And they need the guns. And because this is going to be a fight. Yeah. Well, maybe at some point our government will airdrop some in for them. I can only hope, um, and people like us, because I'll airdrop with those guns. Yeah. If, it, if it turns to that, well, oh, I want to fight. You want, you want to hear some crazy stuff? You can still go. You can still like go to Hong Kong. Ooh, like, yeah. Ted Cruz said he was there like a month ago. You I can was... just like tourism. Like the tourism sites are still up. All they're saying <laughs> is, be careful. Follow the signs on the street. Don't go into certain areas. That's all they're saying. They're just like, but you can still visit. Our culture is still beautiful. Yeah, and it's like, um, if I go, I'm going to these places. You I'm not going to go. exactly. It's like, how much of my rifle can I fit on my ass? <laughs> <laughs> Alleged rifle, but no, like, I kind of want to go and help. But at the same, I wonder if I, I know. I, I, I wonder know how much bigger we are than your average Hong Kong police. Oh, person. we would be picked out of the crowd like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no, dude. We'll just we'll just charge the police line and just throw like four of them at a time. <laughs> no, you like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to go more. Now I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Oh, Sasquatch! Imagine how many Hong Kong police officers it would take to hold us down. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't ever. Really it want. takes three guys my size to hold me down when I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means it's at least exponentially. It's gonna be twelve Hong Kong people. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. No, but that's all I have on Hong Kong. It's good. Yeah, I, I want. I want them to have their freedom, man. I know it is. Makes me not like China even more. It's inspiring to watch someone fight yeah. for freedom like that. It's terrifying and inspiring. It is terrifying, absolutely. Because we did this with Venezuela, and that didn't turn out so well. Mm-hmm. They're in a real bad spot now. That guy's still fighting, but, I mean, they don't have the upper hand. They're, yeah. they're fighting a bad deal right now. Well, I bet at some points, like, let's say we had access to the information if we were in, like, I don't know, Ireland or mm-hmm. something or whatever, yeah. hearing about the American Revolution and whatever. Yeah. But we were in some pretty tight oh, spots. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, me and you were talking about that. I was like, because it's true. It's like these Hong Kong people, you're just sitting there and it's like, when this goes down, they're all going to die. Like, there's, they don't have a chance. And then it's like, how many people said that about us? Yeah. You know, and they were right, too. Yeah, and it wasn't us always just whooping that ass. No. We got our ass whooped plenty. A handful of times. I mean, George Washington got his ass whooped a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He was actually not a very good general. If <laughs> 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 you kind of look back at history. <laughs> Props to him, but <laughs> wasn't really great at the job. Well, the legendary stories outweigh the, the the bad ones. Because, I mean, the Potomac on Christmas Day, that's, that's one of the most epic stories ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, with that said about Hong Kong, yeah, um, Bolivia has won its fight for freedom in its regime change war. Nice that they have done themselves. We call it, you know, not the kind of regime change war. You know, I'm okay with that kind of a regime change war. Yeah, they were they were fighting a tyrannical government. Um, Chile has won its fight for freedom, which is crazy. Again, winning against a tyrannical government without firing weapons. Iran is now fighting for freedom. Iraq is winning in its fight for freedom. The world's on fire, but it's on fire because people want freedom. It's good. And as a world, that can only benefit. It's encouraging. It is encouraging. (laughs) While we sit here and complain about soy lattes and Impossible Burgers, the world's doing real work. Yeah. We're very comfortable here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I have to look out for, are you, are you ready for that? Yeah, go ahead, man. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Hong Kong's our last thing. Yeah. Um, Israel's launching rockets. I don't have to announce rockets, it. Rockets at Iran and Syrian and Palestinian targets, biting off a little more than they can chew, if you ask me. And Netanyahu has been indicted on multiple charges. There are a lot of people saying it's exactly like Trump. It's just a witch hunt. I am not 100% convinced. We are talking about the longest reigning prime minister in uh, Israel. Been in politics with that kind of power that long. It does corrupt. I'm not going to say he's a good guy. I'm not going to say he's a bad guy. I'm not going to say this is real. I'm not going to say it's fake. I'm going to say we'll see what happens. Law of averages is on your side. Yeah. And uh, so there's so there's that. Um but the craziest part about that is if he gets indicted, they're trying to get him 
in in well, have, what have they had? They've had two elections and they still can't they, form they don't a have government. government. He's only there because they can't form a government. Like, yeah. it's kind of weird. He wasn't elected, but he's sitting there until they can form a government until until the next cycle of elections. Yeah. Um. I was, so uh, Ben Shapiro was talking about this. Yeah, I'm just like I can't what, listen to this because guy's annoying as hell. That's that was blowing my mind. That's what I was listening to. The craziest thing about that was he was explaining if. Uh, they bring him down and indict him and remove him from office. Israel literally doesn't have a government. Hmm. Like, there's no one to replace him. That is freaking crazy. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, it's like Ron Swanson's dream come true. <laughs> like, what happened? Well, we indicted our president and now we don't have a government anymore. It's like, hell yes. History began on July 4th, 1776. Everything before that was a mistake. It's true. That was Ron Swanson quote. Yeah, it's a good one. Every time you mention him, I'm going to quote him. No, you should. You should. I need to watch <laughs> more of him so I can know these quotes. So good. But, so that's your only what to look out for? Yeah, there's not a lot going I on. I have one. Tell me. I saw it on the Twitter. Twitter? Um... <laughs> This comes from Fox News. Um, DOJ's watchdogs, DOJ watchdogs FISA report will be released December 9th. Yeah, that's three days earlier than they said last week. Yeah. Um, apparently, CNN just had an article that said um, an FBI agent is indicted and will be facing charges in that, but they won't name him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's if it, if it has anything to do with the FISA warrants, it is a high-ranking FBI agent. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. I'm just going to look and see if I can find that ABC statement. Yeah. I don't know. While you continue. Should be okay. Um, well, that's the show, folks. Um, our website is orphansoftheamericandream.com. You can listen to the podcast there. You can listen to the podcast on any other application that you listen to podcasts on. And yes, we have gotten our SSL certificate back up. So if you were having problems with that, with whatever app you were, I knew one of our listeners were. Oh, and I want to listen. Actually, I'm going to name that listener. It was Roger. He had a birthday earlier this week. We bought him a Diet Mountain Dew. There was reports he was a Russian bot back in the day. Fake news. (laughs) Well, he's the one who alerted us that he couldn't get the podcast Mm -hmm. because of the SSL. So we want to say thank you for the heads up and happy birthday. Um, Yeah, so any of the podcast apps. If you use an app and you can uh, leave a review on it for our show, that's awesome. Um, Please subscribe and share it. That would be awesome. Um. Go to the website. Our Twitter handle is OAD underscore studios. Um, Facebook is just Orphans of the American Dream. And Parlor is OAD Studios. Um, Tommy, what do you do you have anything else you want to add? No. Okay, cool. So go to the website, do the things, subscribe. And share us. Is that what you say? I don't even download know. and subscribe. Download, download, download and subscribe. Download Those and are the things that actually matter for us. Like 
if we want sponsors or stuff yeah. like that, if we ever want to get there, takes a lot, folks. We're not no. anywhere close. Yeah. But if we do, yeah, downloading and subscribing is what gets us spreading the, the word information. If you find us funny, that helps them. Tell your friends. Advertisers. Tell your friends if you like us. Like, hey, yeah. these guys are funny, if not informative. Or just go to a street corner, wear a speedo, and a sign with our website on it, and that's fair. We will buy you beer for an entire Friday night. If How's you, that sound? Send us a picture. We need video. Okay. I would be okay with a picture. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. We will come drink with you. We'll, Absolutely. We'll find a weekend day. And we, we'll can, fund we can come and, to you. And, and, we'll, we'll, and we will fund we'll, the whole thing. Yeah. We'll come get drunk with you. Oh, I'm excited about that. Somebody do that. Please somebody do that. That'd be awesome. Especially because it's like almost December. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna be having, you're gonna have glass it'll be It'll be worth it, guys. I yeah. promise. Yeah. And gals. We'll start you off with a shot of Jamie. That'll warm you up. Yeah. Anyway, go to orphansoftheamericandream.com. Download and subscribe to the podcast. Share it. Love each other. Don't believe the official story. Peace, mother brothers. Word. Now, 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 now